thresholds that we go through as humans, especially as a woman. You know, when your blood comes, you that's the death of your little girl. That's the death of your child. And then, so when we don't honor those thresholds, we're bringing that uh, non-grieved, we have we ungrieved um, aspect of ourself into our life, and then it's like almost this build-up, like all of these open tabs of our life that aren't being dealt with. And what I experienced in that 11 days with those, in that, in that initiation was all of the death that I hadn't acknowledged came online. And it was a deep death portal. There was um, some really strong ceremonies Life, life is not made up by how well we stayed centered, but how well we found ourselves after being knocked off center. You know how how we make that um, how we make that rebirth. Um, how beautiful we can really embody the rebirth. Blessed day! Welcome to the episode here today of Sacred Technology, Medicine Path, Prayer, and Beauty Way Consciousness. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yep, today's episode is Initiation and Belonging Elements on the Path of Prayer with our dear sister, Bonnie Medicine. Yeah, we met her as Myrid, so that's what we call her through the same episode. It's mm-hmm. the same person. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she comes. she's coming all the way over here from Wales. She's a Scottish sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. She's amazing songstress, prayer priestess, and creative, loving being, walking the path of service, devotion, and dedication to creativity dedication to the divine to the divine feminine and the medicine of the earth mm-hmm. and she's quite the laughstress that is also very true <laughs> <laughs> a lot of laughter in this episode again definitely she's a dear friend of ours so we really really enjoyed getting to share this time and space with her so yeah and uh yeah she's got a, an album coming out up here pretty soon and You get to hear a couple of songs that we recorded right here during the podcast. And then at the end, as our outro, we got a real special treat for you. Her newest single, like the studio version of her newest single right there at the end. Vientos de Cambia. Yeah, so uh, yeah, you can go check that out. And uh, just a little piece of information she dropped us on Bandcamp, which is where she has her music on Fridays. All the purchases you make of all the music on Bandcamp goes straight to the artists. So Go Bandcamp does, doesn't take their cut on that particular day. So, yep. Like, yep. so hop on tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. Today's Thursday. So tomorrow, hop on there. Yeah. Get those get those tracks. Yeah. And support your artists. Support your favorite artists. Support your friends, your family. Yeah. And if you want to support us, then you can, you know, put a little review for us, follow us. And whatever your podcast app, share us to your friends, tell other people about us, you know, put those stars and those thumbs, do a review, those types of things. 
And uh, as yeah. always, if you got any episode ideas or questions for us, uh, send them into our email. Links in the show notes. And thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. Yeah. Listen yeah. in. Got some beautiful stories coming through. Amazing conversation. So yeah, enjoy. Enjoy. We love y'all. Oh. Special treat here. Uh, dear sister Myrid on the show today. All the way from, technically from Wales at this time is where you're living. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're blessed that she was in town for the moment. And uh, yeah, pretty great because uh, I remember when we met, you were riding your bike from Washington. Down to California. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh yeah, I'm just trying to bike ride. And she's like this, like, you know, she's a small woman, and she's got her like full yeah. bike with all her gear, just like riding from, from Washington all the way down to California. I was like, all right, and uh, real sweet sister. And it turns out that you'd been staying on a property that, that my doggy companion had been hanging out at. So yeah. you'd met my dog, but not even me. So that was pretty fun. And then. Yeah, and then I've just kind of witnessed, you know, uh, you you were around for a while, mm-hmm. and you did the uh, the priestess training here at the Goddess Temple here in Ashland, a couple rounds, mm-hmm. right? What which what seasons? I did Samhain and then the following Beltane, so right. like six so months fall, apart. So like basically. fall and spring, like yeah. on either side of the calendar. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So, and for those of y'all <laughs> who are a little less familiar with the Celtic calendar, that's the uh, Samhain is Halloween. Mm-hmm. that area and then Beltane is May 1st ish area mm-hmm. and they're what you call cross quarters they're points between the equinoxes and the solstices and um and then yeah and then you went home and um and I've just been kind of loosely lightly following you on Instagram and just kind of watching witnessing an apparent explosion in like an activation of your medicine and your music and just your life and like mm. just like becoming more and more beautiful every day and like just just noticing that and um and then I heard you were coming around again for uh right around once again around Beltane mm-hmm. um and uh I just had this thought about uh, initiations mm. you know and I was just like huh you know, like from my perspective, it seems like you went through those goddess temple initiations and then like, just like, <laughs> like everything changed and activated and like, I'm sure you've had more initiations along the way. Yeah. And I just felt like, you know, I talked to Luis and, you know, I was like, you know, this could be a, a good opportunity to just kind of talk about like initiations with someone who's like been going through it. And like really had like a noticeable shift and change because mm. it's only been like two years. Two years, you know. Mm. Since I left, but since you left, yeah. yeah. And so like, and so yeah, that was kind of like where my uh, my whole that's where what and then I and I contacted you and you're like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then here we are. We did a little bit of shuffle around like rescheduling all of the things because yeah, you've been really active. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. You did a couple concerts, and there's another one uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so that's yeah. exciting. You've been closing out Ecstatic Dance every week. Yeah. And like I've been loving that. All that thing. So good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really beautiful to feel the, um, just the, the strength of your heart and your, mm. um, it feels like you've grown into a deeper sense of self-trust mm. and that's what comes through your music. Mm. You know, your, your heart trusts you and you trust where you're walking and you're devoted so it's like every time after dance and you're playing those tunes, you know, I'll get, I'll be the one, maybe the one person like up dancing or, you know, just like really basking in that energy. Um, so it's, yeah, really beautiful to see you continue mm -hmm. to grow on the path and really like lean into your medicine and sharing your medicine. So mm -hmm. yeah, really happy to have you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for mm -hmm. inviting me, thinking of me. It's amazing when you receive reflection from quite like an outside an outside source and like you're just like in it you're like in these like birth <laughs> portals and then to be witnessed uh you know kind of from across the world as well yeah. um and i know there's like a whole realm there where you know the highlight reels on Instagram and things like people just see the good shit. They don't yeah. see you like on the floor <laughs> crying, <laughs> begging the goddess for mercy. You know, they see you like killing it. So yeah, yeah. want to bring that reality in. And I guess mm. we'll talk about that yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the nature of initiation, isn't yeah, it? Like right. you come out the other side yeah. reborn, but the real work is when you're on the ground, yeah. on your knees. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, I just wanted to give you a little bit of opportunity yeah. to like share with everyone, like kind of, you know, both through like your blood ancestry and your spiritual ancestry and lineages and um, just kind of, you know, give a little bit of a like context of who you are and things mm. like that without doing like a full biopic or anything. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then we'll we'll do a, do an opening prayer, and then we can like get into the meat and everything. Nice, yeah. mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well. Uh, yeah, coming here from, from Wales this time round. Um, yeah, I was uh, born and raised in Glasgow in in Scotland, and um, yeah, was raised by a Northern English mother and a, an American dad. Um, but on my mother's side, we are like predominantly Welsh and Northern English, um, Northern England being the part of England, which was Celtic land. Um, mm. So there's deep Cel Celtic ancestry on both my mother's side. Um, and my dad, who's from Ohio, his whole family was also Scots-Irish. So there we're all basically we flow, you know, flowed throughout the world, all from the British Isles and actually my sister did our um our dna a couple years back and it turns out we're like 100 percent british 100 <laughs> percent celtic celtic yeah. blood we've got like two percent sweden in there or something but like yeah i'm like uh predominantly northern english scottish with like welsh and cornish um mixed in there and yeah it's been a journey to uh yeah like connect back in with that side because as soon as I could get out I was like gone I was like hitchhiking around Europe and wanted to just like experience the world because when you're from a really small pretty impoverished country like Scotland um there's really not much for a young person other than drinking mm -hmm. drugs and um mm -hmm. a lot of darkness and so um yeah, being brought up in the city, there was always a strong essence of 
our Scottish culture, like Scottish people are extremely patriotic. Like we are so proud to be Scottish, but I mean, Scotland's one of the most uh, colonized places in the world. Mm. Like there are places that are deemed a lot more colonized, but because there's actually still an evident uh, remain of the indigenous culture, whereas Scotland and Wales and Ireland, even Ireland has managed to keep hold of of, of more than Scotland and Wales right. really were so colonized that people don't even recognize us as indigenous white people. We are not a tribal culture. There's nothing left of that, wow. you know? And so, so much of my work, which was spawned here has been about reclaiming that indigeneity because I think a lot of white people forget mm -hmm. that we're indigenous. We actually are indigenous yeah. and that's how we stop colonizing is to recognize our own indigeneity mm. and to recognize our own white belonging mm -hmm. because we all came from somewhere yeah. mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and that's the 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 pain i feel in the in the states but also the um the real craving and and then the manifestation from that craving to belong mm -hmm. um i've experienced that most strongly here in ashland people are really and Grail has been the, the torch for that. Yeah. Uh, for everyone listening, Grail is one of the elders here in our community who holds the torch of the goddess temple, um, a very, a very um, strong pillar in our community, uh, which celebrates and um, educates and devotes um, that land and the community ritual around the pagan wheel of the year and um, our Celtic uh, ways of ritual and community and 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 life yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah beautiful cool thanks for sharing mm -hmm. yeah yeah some good stuff in there yeah <laughs> i know many tangents already coming off <laughs> i was just like whoa i can go on that yeah, there's a lot of potential fractals there yeah i love i love what you said about um like white belonging and innate indigeneity mm. of people of European descent of mm. white bodies because that was one of the things that got us to spark part of the spark behind the Indigenous Nations Alliance vision was recognizing that everybody from everywhere mm. is innately indigenous to a part of the land and that mm -hmm. we're all once we recognize that and have that belonging, then we learn to care for the land. And like you said, the yeah. colonizing stops and it's like we're able to just ground into where we already are. Yeah. Trust mm -hmm. that. So I, I think yeah. that's beautiful and grateful that you're sharing that message and that that is the a, um, aspect of the consciousness from which you're traveling and creating. Mm -hmm. Like you're holding that awareness, you know, as you go around doing your work, you mm -hmm. know, so that's, that's, that's a good pioneer. Um, mm. holding that pillar so thank you <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so yeah um, I don't know if you want to little opening prayer open us up with mm. the prayer sure set us in a good way for, yeah. for this conversation the yeah. initiation and mm -hmm. all the juicy yummy awesome sacred beautiful magical things that are going to be living <laughs> here for all of us so yeah yeah amazing so just inviting you wherever you're listening to this um listening to this podcast this transmission this sharing of hearts just inviting you to if you can if you're not driving closing <laughs> closing your eyes and just let's all um begin this ceremony uh with 
some breath and some heart-centered awareness in our bodies. It's just inviting you to drop your shoulders and unclench your jaw and let's all come home to ourselves in this moment. I want to give thanks to these bodies and all of the unseen bodies that are here with us today, holding the space, holding the, the light for us to connect, holding the wisdom for us to pull from. Um, I want to thank the spirits of this land, this amazing, gorgeous land up above Ashland in the hills that we are on right now, giving thanks to all of the beings that are holding space for us to be here today and to share our hearts and to share in story and stories of of our lives and the stories of these lands and the stories that weave us all together giving thanks to the stories and giving thanks to the songs and giving thanks to the prayers that weave us all together hmm. and i also want to call upon yeah, all of the well and bright ancestors of my lineage, of Matthew's lineage, of Louis's lineage, for us to mm, call upon your strength and call upon what whatever wants to be brought forth in this conversation um, for our wider community to pull from, to seek wisdom and knowledge and mm, a sense of belonging that we can all belong to each other um, through these conversations and through these sharing of stories. We can imagine that we're all gathered around the hearth fire sharing ourselves with each other in community mm. through this um, mm, ceremony of conversation. Yeah, I'm giving thanks to the sun that shines down on us today and the soil beneath our feet, giving thanks to the waters that flow through this valley and giving thanks to the winds that help shift it all and bring us into the next initiation, into the next initiation, into the next initiation. <laughs> Helping us soar on the winds of change. Hmm. Yeah, and wanna give thanks to these two beautiful brothers here holding this space and for all of the divine synchronicities that have brought us all together again and again and again and again not just in this life but in all of our lives and yeah to this um this community this like focal point of all of our souls that just keep keeps calling us back in to to serve this land and to serve this space and to serve this community as a as a pillar for something that can really help heal the land, heal ourselves and heal our ancestors. Yeah, giving thanks, giving thanks. May this conversation bring healing and joy. May there be much laughter, may there be much mm, depth shared from our hearts and our souls here today. Aho mm. sha. Hmm. <clears throat>
Thank you for that beautiful prayer, Myron. That felt real good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could really see the, uh, yeah, it was a moment, just, you know, my eyes closed, I could see the forest spirits that we had already kind of invoked, and then I could, I started to see the, like, all of our lineages, our ancestry and, like, energetic spiritual lineages behind us like this is like these great these grand like meetings of nations like kind of all <laughs> swirling around yeah. Like, yeah sounds really good yeah they're here for it mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah one of the things one of the things that i like about the fact that we do our best to have our guests do one of the prayers is we get to experience all these different ways of prayer mm. you know just mm -hmm. like mm. really appreciate it you're like just like straight gratitude prayers just like mm. giving thanks all around to all the different and like calling them in through gratitude is a really mm. beautiful way to go about it mm -hmm. yeah yeah it reminds me um well i think yeah we can speak to like initiation and like our mm -hmm. general definition of it we all share our general like what we sure. experience initiation to be and then i, I want to talk about especially hear from you, you know, like where gratitude has mm. shown up in your journey of initiation. And because it seems like I really mm -hmm. felt that as this deep anchor mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and like mm -hmm. when I see you performing and just hearing in your prayer, like feel like gratitude has been a deep supportive anchor. So I'd love to mm -hmm. hear more about that as we go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, if you'd like to start Myra, what, what would you say is your, um, yeah, your definition of initiation as you've experienced it, or initiation. Mm. What does initiation mean to you? Hmm. I guess what's coming through in this moment. I think, um, kind of, we mentioned that in the in the opening before the the opening before the opening. <laughs> um, Backstage. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Behind the curtain, the green room. <laughs> right. Was that like? For me, I think initiation has been so much about being on my knees and um, really being humbled by the depth of experience that we can experience in this life. Like, you know, I think a lot of the world is focused on this like success and joy and happily ever after. And the focus has been taken away more from the winter, the dark. The, you know the the tears and the suffering um and yeah what I feel is such a strong has always been such a strong part of my initiations is that point of true being being brought to my knees whether it be in ceremony I'm sure we've all experienced those moments in ceremony or whether it just be from relationships, from family, <laughs> from winter, like on our knees, just like, come on, like, can it get more hard than this? Like, yeah. and you're, when you're at those points, there's a moment where you, spirit is testing you that all of the things that you have collected in your tool belt of the path of sacred living it's like those are the moments when you have to call upon all of the things that you have been gathering. And I think that's the difference between initiation and all of the hardships people go through in life when you're not on an aligned path. 
you know wow. and like mm. those initiations can either make or break you and I feel when you really make it out of the birth portal of an initiation it's because you've been building your spiritual strength mm. through whatever practice is true for you mm. um and also to be held like I feel like a lot of the initiations I've been through have been through community through sisterhood through elder elder student relationships where there is a witness in that birth portal you know uh almost kind of like if the tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it did it really did it really fall at all um on some level and then there's been times where i've been through deep initiations and have no one to witness me and that's that initiation was for me and me only you know and i guess that kind of happens in the dark in ceremony as well like Mm-hmm. only you are experiencing what you're experiencing mm-hmm. everyone else is having their own initiation mm-hmm. through whatever uh whatever it needs to be um brought forth in that space you know mm-hmm. and so i think the the strongest initiations for me have been yeah i guess of that essence of like being right at your knees having to pull upon the strength of what you've culminated in this life and also from the earth from spirit from your ancestors and from your community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah cool. mm. Mm. yeah good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well let's see <laughs> 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 we'll pass that around <laughs> <laughs> next <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel like um yeah, I think that that for me initiation is like there's definitely like the the birth portal energy, you know, like mm. I feel like initiation is it's almost by definition is a doorway. Yeah. It's mm. a portal, it's a doorway, it's a birth canal, it's like any of these situations where you like go through and you come out on the other side and something is different. Yeah. You know, mm. and I feel like you know, that from my perspective, I would say that it doesn't need to be like, like there's so many different types of initiations in our lives. Like the ones that like bring you down on your knees where you're just like, come on, let's go. My God, help. You know, you're like praying to every single ally you have just like searching through your medicine pouch (laughs) like like there's those initiations for sure but then there's like the initiation of like having a child right which is like you know let's say you are one of those people who like the the two of y'all manage to like really like super conscious conception yeah where it's like you're ready to have a child Mm -hmm. you're like doing all the pre-stuff and then you like Maybe even you do like a, a, you get real wild and do like horary astrology and like pick at night and like you just really like call in and you just like do the thing and then like you have nine months and you like do all of your practices and like, you know, whatever it is in your lineage and then like you have the baby and like it's just like all just like that's still an initiation, you know? It's like, you might not but be like... But still trial by fire. Like totally. You, I love how you brushed over it and then you just have the baby. Yeah, right? <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then you just have the baby. Yeah, I think yeah. you're missing 
one of the key points is that the, the woman yeah. has pushed a human through her yoni portal. Totally. <laughs> and yeah. I'm sure there's points in every single birth, no matter how conscious, where, it's like, oh my where there okay, is yeah. a point yeah. of like, can totally. I do this? It's totally. actually gonna, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, and that's that. I just that, wanted like, to add moment. that from yeah, a woman. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's a man over here. She just does the thing, you know, it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank totally. you for that. Totally. And so, like, yeah, and there's always, like, that moment when, like, you have to, like, kind of, like, keep going or like it's only you know even in the in those poor in those initiations where it's like initiation by joy mm-hmm. or by love right. it's like yeah, can yeah. i handle right. being this, yeah. in this much love mm-hmm. and like not shut down mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's that moment where you're like like wow this is really you know and like can I be this open right to like be in this loving of of experience you know like you know like being in a relationship with someone whether it's like a beloved or like a friendship or whatever and it gets to that point where like the love has become Mm -hmm. it's a moment where the depth of the love is being expressed and it's like can I like share with my brother like how much I'm really feeling right now or am I Mm -hmm. gonna like just kind of like stay where we've been Mm -hmm. are we gonna go through that initiation to like wow we just did it we just like Mm -hmm. you know hugged and like kissed each other in the cheek for the first time you know and like we're on a whole nother level in our relationship you Mm -hmm. know like those types of initiations too you know so just feel like there's like this portal and like yeah i think there is like an element too though like that moment where you have to like Mm. put forth effort yeah to step through the doorway to yeah. be on the other side. And like totally. some of those doorways, the portals are just like literally like a sheet of fire <laughs> and ice. And like yeah. there's yeah. like like projectiles flying everywhere and you're just like, Woo-wee, alright, you know, and some of them are just like Roses. they're so right and they're just oh. so pleasurable to yeah. step through. Someone's that, throwing like, confetti at you yeah, as you yeah, walk huh? through. Right. <laughs> An angel yeah. wash or something. Yeah, exactly. And then that that's a really good example, you know, like yeah. the initiation of doing an angel wash. Like for mm-hmm. any of y'all that have like so an angel wash is essentially like a group of people, they like make this tunnel of humans and like a person walks through and you like just tell them how beautiful they are and like guide them. They close their eyes and you guide them and like touch them and like, you know, just just support them and like just the fill them with like love and j- yeah. support and warmth all the way through the column and at, at the end the person at the end like gives them a really big deep hug a lot of people are crying halfway through and then like you just do that for everyone in the whole thing and and um yeah there's a point in the in the angel wash too even just that is an initiation receiving, receiving that much love Ooh. and like from like a lot of the times, you know, sometimes it'll be people in your community who d- you didn't even realize knew who you were. And they're, like, talking to you by name and, like, mentioning what you do. Mm-hmm. You know? They're, like, yeah. I love the way that you sing or, like, I love the way that you are in a certain way, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, so, yeah, that's, like, also, Medicine. yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, I mean, I guess that's what I, yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, just, like, there's an aspect of going through a doorway and then, yeah, yeah that, like, the energy and the everything that it takes to actually make the steps to move through the doorway and exactly. be on the other t- on their yeah. side. So it's nice. like whether it's on the knees or in the air or mm-hmm. whatever. 
but yeah, not right. where yeah, you have to pull out your tools and your medicine pouch, you know. It's like, all right, this is getting really intense in the angel wash. I gotta start breathing. Okay, what is that breath exercise I do to like calm my anxiety so I can stay in openness, you know? Mm. So yeah, that's my thirty-seven mm. cents. All right, ching ching ching. Nice. I love that. Yeah, um, when I was feeling into like initiation, there's a couple levels where at first my first feeling really is is the um the rebirth medicine of like this phoenix energy um where we think of deep deep life initiations and where there's a almost a letting go of who we were before that moment so we like really Mm -hmm. allowing the stories about our identity or our aspects of self to fully die so that a new aspect of us could be reborn from those ashes um, and then there's also the other two parts that, are, that I'm feeling are when it comes to love and joy and uh, gratitude and the journey of success, the initiation of success and actually trusting oneself to be mm-hmm. successful in life, trusting oneself to grow into their own abundance so that they can share more of their love with the world. Um, that initiation is almost this uh, expansion of capacity is what that's what I'm hearing in that that part and then um, the last one is those initiations <laughs> looks, like, looks like dog doggy town over there is going through some sort of a dream initiation a dream initiate, like all right we're sparking it um yeah. and the last initiation is really feels like those initiations that happen over time right mm. that you can't necessarily track until you just until like you said someone holds the mirror up to you like I've seen you grow so much over like, like where you were at four years ago to where you are right now is like a different person. You're like, mm-hmm. whoa, I huh? was initiated. And like, maybe there was a lot of moments in there where deeper things happened, mm-hmm. but that over the course of time, like literally your, um, your thought patterns, your, uh, energetic habits, your self speech, the way you think about yourself and carry yourself with the people around you just completely has transformed and those are those sort of like long form initiations Mm -hmm. um i think about yeah like when you move to a new area Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. you've lived there like i've lived in ashland like seven years now lived Mm -hmm. in this valley and i'm like oh my god i'm totally whoa you know Mm -hmm. but those are those yeah so that's kind of what i'm feeling into Mm -hmm. the initiation pot Mm -hmm. like what y'all said so far too that's pretty sweet Mm-hmm. yeah I love the three kind of elements that we all brought mm-hmm. like it was it's funny actually like yours was like the life mine was the death and yours was the rebirth <laughs> we kind of almost like represented those three pillars yeah, of right. the initiation portal because that's mm-hmm. the three that is it that's yeah, the cycle of life it's mm-hmm. like and the initiation is like a condensed life death rebirth yeah or death mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. right right yeah totally totally mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes it's interesting how we'll get those hints of the rebirth to come before <laughs> before we have the death. We're like, uh-huh. I, you know, the spirit will bring this message through of like, okay, there's something coming. And it's like, are we present enough to listen and trust that that's actually where we're going to go? Or are we mm-hmm. still like, Ooh, I don't know, not yet. Yeah. And then spirit's like, well, <laughs> all right, <laughs> just push you off the cliff. Here. <laughs> like, here you go. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. I was wondering, Myra, um, if you could speak to, would you say like, 
some of the like one of the greatest initiations in your journey as a as a creator as a creative being as a musician mm. or yeah we'll start there and then we can deepen into and then i'll ask mm. we'll go another layer but yeah i know that's like really present for you you're here on tour your music is flowing through everywhere mm. and so it feels real alive but I guess there's been a few, like it's, you know, sprinkled different emanations throughout my whole almost nine years now of, of playing music. Um, like I played music as a kid in a very like structured patriarchal way, like forced to do a half an hour of piano practice every night mm. and hated it, you know, and like, um, you know, kind of rebelled and wanted to start playing guitar when I was like 14 and started playing like ACDC on my little electric guitar, but it didn't stick. None of it stuck because when I was a teenager, there was just a lot, there was a lot of like trauma. There was a lot of partying. There was a lot of really intense initiations going on when I was, when I was a teenager. And so I really didn't ever drop into like fully playing and singing, especially with my voice. Um, I didn't really ever start singing until I was like 18, 19. Um, and I guess my first initiation with, with stepping into uh, being a musician was um, when I finally left the city, I moved up to the Highlands in Scotland and I um, joined this adventure course. I refused to like do any sort of mainstream college degree thing. And I found this amazing my mother actually did find this amazing course called Adventure Tourism. We're basically just like skiing, climbing, hiking, kayaking, like nice. all the things, camping, going on expeditions. And going up there and living in the Highlands was the first time that I actually had met anyone that had been traveling <coughs> or that played, like that really was like living a musical life, you know? Mm-hmm. And the partner that I met um, we were together for three years. Um, he, you know, he was from Ireland and he played all these Irish folk songs and we'd always gather around the fire. Like we'd always go camping and be around the fire singing songs. And I had never had that sort of like friendship, like wholesome friendship. Mm. And I think that was the first spark of me being like, I want this to be my way of life. Like, mm gathering round the fire to sing in song like this feels so good even if we're still drinking loads of beer like this feels <laughs> so good and I guess like as the years went on um then the next initiation I would definitely say was when I found Kirtan was when my folk folk journey um I actually stopped playing um, I stopped really sharing my music for a good few years before I found, uh, before I found Kirtan and, and Mantra. I had begun very tired of playing to drunk people, playing on the street where no one was listening to me. Mm-hmm. And my songs were getting deeper and deeper as I was like growing up, you know? Right, right. And I felt like I was literally on the street with my heart on my mm. sleeve and people were just shitting all over me. Like, oh. you know, I never got any abuse, but it always never felt like I was being honored. You know? Right, the reciprocity. Of, yeah. yeah and I actually, interestingly, used to always lose my voice at festivals, on the street. I had this thing where I would just always lose my voice, like my singing. It was oh. like as if 
I was the the song was coming from this place of like please love me. Mm. Was when I started playing music, it was this. I finally realized, oh my god, this is a way to get people to like me. You know, mm. I've always had like a strong voice, and it got people's attention, and I used it. You know, it was a coping mechanism. If I was at a party and I didn't know anyone, I'd just start playing music, and you know, mm. that was like a way for me to try and fit in, to try it, but it was always coming from this place of, please love me. Mm -hmm. And when was this? Like 2017, so like, wow, almost six years ago now, I found myself, I found myself through the divine synchronicities of life at the Taos Hanumanji temple, mm. um, wow. where, I had, I'd never chanted mantra before. I had never, I didn't even really do yoga at this point. Like mm -hmm. I went to a yoga festival, Shakti Fest, um, down in Joshua Tree and was like, what is this? Everyone's like <laughs> saying the same thing over and over again. Like, this is so boring. Like was just not into it. And um, I met a, a man there and he brought me to the the chalisa hanuman chalisa chanting in the morning mm -hmm. and it was that little that was like the seed and i was like what is this who is hanuman mm -hmm. and he actually invited me to taos to come out to the temple wow. and i walked into that temple and like completely i'd never been in any sort of like bhakti spiritual environment before um and I walked into that temple and I saw a picture of Maharaji. Uh, this is a Ramdas temple. Mm -hmm. So if you've ever listened to any of Ramdas's teachings, he talks a lot about uh, Neem Karoli Baba, mm -hmm. Maharaji, who's left his body for many, many, many years now. But you walk into this temple and there's this amazing picture of him and he's like, he's got these double jointed arms and there's this like incredible picture of him with this huge grin. And I walked into that temple and and um, was on my knees crying mm. with the presence of him and I was completely unaware of what what was happening that that was that was like the initiation that really brought me onto this path and I spent the next three months living there doing seva every day chanting the chalisa like for at least three hours hours a day and through that initiation of transformation of my voice from oh please love me like to anyone that will listen please love me to i love you mm. <laughs> to spirit to god yeah. to maharaji to mm. hanuman mm -hmm. and it, it that completely transformed and my voice in that time at that temple was like totally transformed mm. like uh, when I came back to California after that, I had friends being like, what has happened to your voice? Like, <laughs> I used to have this really gruff, like, everyone said I sounded like Janis Joplin. Uh -huh. And after three months of, like, I guess it was purification of my mm -hmm. voice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, by spirit, by Hanuman, by and Ram devotion. and Sita and yeah. devotion. Yeah. Uh, my voice was totally changed and I know I, I still carry that medicine with me when I'm noticing because we always slip into these old ways you know like no matter how healed we will be on the path there will always be moments where we slip into like I'm not good enough please love me and like 
even if you're singing like the strongest medicine song, it can slip in, you know, mm-hmm. of like, am I worthy? Like, you know, mm-hmm. am I enough? Like, mm-hmm. are these people enjoying this? Like, da 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 da. All of the things, all of the thoughts. And notice that my voice will shift. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and that's been something I've been like navigating and working with over the years. And I think that's like some of the most potent vocal healing that you can experience is actually where is this singing coming from you know like where is this um energy of is it prayer or is it like ego give me you know take energy and so I think that was one of the deepest initiations I ever had on my musical path was um was from Bhakti was from Kirtan uh, singing to the divine rather than trying to take from anyone that would listen you know yeah yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and then I guess the third initiation will for sure be ceremony like mm-hmm. when I left here and I went back um, uh, to the UK um, I started sitting in ceremony with this woman and she started inviting me to come sing as a participant and then a couple ceremonies later she was just like I want you to be here all the time join the team join the team and from there it's been like the explosion that you're talking about yeah Mm. the medicine and and ceremony has really has has completely opened up this whole realm of devotional devotional singing that i feel some part of my like celtic shamanic soul Mm -hmm. resonates deeper than i still love kirtan but Mm. something about the way that I sing, like, the medicines, the plants love to sing through me. Like, mm-hmm. I love opening myself up to be a vessel for that. Yeah. And it's been really received by the universe, by mm-hmm. my community in the UK. And, um, yeah. And, and from that seed of, I guess, um, being so much with my songs, with... And also the songs from the jungle, also the songs from uh, Latin America um, has deeply inspired my own songwriting. And then so mm-hmm. all of these songs have been birthed through mm-hmm. ceremony and through um, these other realms that you can access, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess it's just about, I'm really just a, a, a channel, like an opening for mm-hmm. all of these songs already exist, mm-hmm. you know. All, I really believe that songs are like, are like dreams. The songs are like dreams and they're all waiting to be experienced by all of us in these bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that's one of the greatest gifts of being in a body in this lifetime Mm -hmm. is to experience song, Mm -hmm. you know. And our ancestors knew that and Mm -hmm. the plants know that and the birds know that, Mm -hmm. you know. It's that song of creation, that like the song of of life, you know, and it has so many different pieces and parts and it's like a melody of that greater song will just pop out so you can listen to just that little like bird singing or like this song that like comes through someone that they're just like I'll sing that mm-hmm. again you know? mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and I, I like what you were saying about the uh, yeah like that Celtic medicine and like that just like the cause the Celts you know had a deep relationship with like the trees and the and the plants and like you know with, through the druidic and the and the bardic lineages you know very 
um, very strongly related with like you know there's like the ogum they would like communicate with each other by like yeah. pinning a couple like leaves from a specific tree on a on a post right and whoever walked by would be like oh okay yeah. I see what's going on here you know and it wouldn't even be right it'd just be like a couple leaves that were pinned there in a certain kind of way mm-hmm. you know and like so yeah or just markings on the stones like yeah. that's all we really mm-hmm. needed was yeah just like a couple few lines yeah yeah, yeah I have uh, I have a lot of Celtic lineage too and mm-hmm definitely have had those moments of awakening of just like just that realization of like how deeply that particular lineage like in my blood yeah is like it really is a and I feel like this is true of a lot of if not all indigenous lineages they all have the ways that they're like woven with like the realms of like the plants and animals and the lands and things like that and yeah yeah something that really res has always resonated with me was the, this idea that, you know, if you meet any indigenous community, like, they don't consider themselves spiritual. Like, mm-hmm. they're just living in communion yeah. with the earth. They're living mm-hmm. in communion with the plants. And it isn't this thing that's separate from their lives. Yeah. And I think every, that's the, the, that's the commonality of every single indigenous culture in the world, even the ones that are, like, lost, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. you know, um, that it really isn't... Uh, spiritual path there may have been the medicine woman and the medicine man or you know the maj of the village uh the ones that were maybe perhaps more tapped in and then there was like the doers of the village but they all lived in sacred reciprocity with the earth and they all lived by the whichever wheel of the year that that particular place it's all about the place isn't it like we're all so interwoven with where we are and that's why we're living in such an interesting time when we've all moved around so much. We've like mixed up the melting pot of all these different cultures and traditions. And now we're trying to navigate belonging. Mm-hmm. That's like, this is the age of loneliness because we don't know where we belong. We don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are. We Let's affirm that we're discovering where we belong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, it used to be there was a time when like you knew that like that apple tree right there was either planted by your grandfather yeah. or maybe your was planted on your grandfather uh-huh. when he was buried. Mm-hmm. You know, like you couldn't, you knew that like this land, the women of my lineage have bled on this land right. for generations. We have eaten the food that came from this land, mm-hmm. you know, informed by our DNA of like our, our past ones and the blood of the women, you know, like, and then like eating that food and just like literally like, becoming one with the land that we're at and then whatever like you know spiritual practices that like you said are just daily life practices that that Mm -hmm. are done there and then yeah and then we like up and move Mm -hmm. and like nobody stays a lot of people this time don't stay anywhere long enough Mm -hmm. to Mm reroute like especially people our age you know that are like you know anywhere between the age of like 20 and like 50 it's <laughs> yeah. a good like, range you now. know like any 20 totally. to 50 literally you know yeah. like they're not Traveling, like most people don't stay in the, live in the same place for more than five years seven years is like it's pretty expensive like, it's pretty you know yeah. a lot of people are moving like every three years every like two years or they're tr- straight up traveling or they'll like be somewhere for 10 years and then they'll move so i'd say just, like, more in this country I haven't yeah. experienced okay, that as cool, much yeah. actually in Europe, mm-hmm. but so people, people are staying pretty rude. like in yeah. Europe. People still... will go off traveling 
and they'll they'll still come from home. what I experience in the UK. Yeah. It's like the 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 base is there. You yeah, know, okay. I I experience that less that there's like you go to Colorado for three years, then you go to New York, right. then you go. The US here. is a unique situation because like it's also nobody's its from here. Pot. Nobody's right. from here. Yeah. So like, there isn't the, the, that like, deep. Like nine generations maybe is the longest any like European or African descent person. Is it like, as many Africans as that? Africans a lot longer because we're that? here thousand, maybe over a thousand years before Columbus came. So there's a, a whole nother level. Right. To that. But, okay. Well, let's say that like yeah. the African descent that came with the oh. colonial world, mm. you know, mm. so like that part of the African descent, I guess mm. I would say, because mm. yeah, there's like all the like the Moors and yeah. yeah. And I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more the Moors came over. Um, I think it was as far back as eleven hundred that was that was noted. Because um, they were actually the people who taught a lot of the European, uh, I would say the European, what age is that? Like, re- I don't know. Not my Renaissance mind. age, but maybe pre-Renaissance taught them my how mother. to, like, part of building the larger ships that traveled seas. Wow. wow. You know, obviously, like, you guys are, you know, were working and fishing and, like, had that relationship to the waters, mm. but um, the Moors did teach a lot of them about architecture, and, like, we already had systems wow. of architecture. And, like, that you and that's the system of white supremacy, right? Where it's like, oh, because that story has been told in such a way that this is the only story, anytime uh-huh. the other stories that have that are, like, completely true that have been, you know, told but have it been shared widely. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait, what? That's not, that can't be right. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, but yeah, no, it's, yeah, The yeah. Moors also taught the, the navigation from the stars too, right? That's Where did that come that's more the, from? Uh, um, the for Phoenici- the North. Phoenicians. Um, that's also, what's that group? The Tamazir, Tamazir people, the Tamazirs, um, of like Northern Africa and uh-huh. like Morocco. Like Morocco area. Area. Yeah. What would be Morocco today, yeah. So like, you know, maybe even some Egyptian. Yeah. But like the Canary Current, mm-hmm. you hear about like the Olmec civilization with those mm-hmm. big heads. Uh huh. Yeah. just African faces. Yeah. Totally. So they had a lot of good relations, but yeah, there was certain like spears and different kinds of things that they were all, and that's why when the Taino people, my ancestors, met Columbus, they didn't try to take him out right away because they'd had good relations with uh, all the people who came over the first place. Uh, like okay. it was good. Things were like they had no reason to assume. Something bad was going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, and they did, they started, things started out all right yeah. from what we've heard, but obviously there was another agenda. Wow. Speaking Clearly, of initiations. You know, yeah. This reminds me though about like what we were saying though is, oh is the larger collective initiation that we're all going yeah. through is the initiation of belonging. Right. Mm-hmm. And that we actually all belong everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that we're it's taking us mm-hmm. these journeys of traveling these different mm-hmm. places to meeting these different mm-hmm. peoples and different cultures and really understanding that at the heart at what I found of most of the heart of the, the and I say the heart would be the elders of a lot from inside of a lot of the different cultures around the world mm-hmm. is the heart of sharing mm-hmm. is that this this is a, this is energy that belongs to everybody like this is the goodness that belongs mm-hmm. to everybody you know a lot of the um North American native elders um, really living in the heart of the of the way of life because they always call it it's a way of life right mm-hmm. like you're saying like not a, not a not a separate thing that really living in the heart of that way of life 
they're like this this needs to be shared mm-hmm. and they're going out and which is like wow yeah <laughs> still sharing yeah. still showing up still in compassion yeah, right. after all the totally. years of, you know it's like um yeah, yeah and I, I was reading this book um sabine selassie called you belong a call to connection mm. and she's a ethiopian woman meditator wow. breast cancer survivor like stage four breast cancer two or three times and survivor and it's all about belonging you know from a meditative she's also a meditative meditation uh teacher worked with tara brock a lot but yeah it's all oh. about the journey of innately belonging mm-hmm. and like how we come back to that transmutation of separation consciousness and like exactly being mm-hmm. here and yeah so yeah really yeah i was like hearing that and what you're saying about in your journey of like shifting from singing to like calling in love mm-hmm. but singing to out to i love you because you had belonged you belonged mm-hmm. as innately in your expression of your creativity in your relationship to the divine mm-hmm. it sounded like those those months at the hanuman temple reflected that like mm-hmm. that's right I, I belong here i belong here in this yeah. body in these words in this energy and i'm now sharing it mm-hmm. like i'm sharing this belonging sharing this love and totally yeah mm-hmm. it's like
see. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I was hearing like saxophone. Mm. There's like, gonna be mm-hmm. violin in the that one's on the album with violin. It's pretty epic. Yeah, crack me open has violin as well. Nice. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Oof. <laughs> Such hard medicine. Yeah. Totally. So I feel like there's an initiation that is taking place in a lot of spiritual people, or I would say people on the devotional path of sacred living. Um, and on the prayer path of reintegration of sexuality. Yeah. Into mm-hmm. life in a sacred way. Like where we're able to own that aspect of ourselves, be in our medicine path, and honor that the, the dichotomy isn't there anymore. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. an initiation I've been seeing collectively. I noticed that a lot when we're at High Vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been noticing it a lot on the dance floor as well. Right. Just totally. like yeah. deeper, deeper uh, relaxing into mm-hmm. the sensual sexual energy that's just moving tantrically through the space yeah in the contact mm-hmm. puddles it's like oh wow and you could feel people are healing in the just mm-hmm. watching people mm-hmm. are like oh wow they're just totally in there because at some point you're literally just like your face is like i know oh, yeah. <laughs> you know it's like everything's going on you're like totally. this is great like yeah. and i was like oh right and this is totally this is part of the journey of like mm-hmm. we're just becoming we're mm-hmm. just witnessing Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm really curious about your priestessing initiation. Mm. Yeah. And like, cause That's... from my perspective in this whole journey, it's like that seemed to like activate this whole like almost like like carrying of the medicine that you are type of energy. So mm-hmm. I just was curious about. You know, whatever you want to share about, yeah, your initiation into priestessing, mm. what that means to you, what that even like, mm. <laughs> what 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 you know, what what is, I was that. initiated into a priest into being a priestess, a goddess priestess. What does that even mean to you? Like, right. how do you carry that? How do you rep that? Like, yeah. like how is that? And also like, you know, how that has like affected your life and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think it's a really beautiful like. Uh, segue from what we were just talking about on the topic of belonging mm-hmm. because when I met Grail when I found the goddess temple I had been so lost um, I was on this massive bike tour and I'd been living in Nevada City and I felt for, for I mean most of my life to be honest like this deep sense of like I just don't quite know what I'm doing here and I don't know where I'm supposed to be. Like I'm so like such a mongrel and like, um, yeah, I guess I just really crave that, um, that sense of belonging like we all do, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And when I found, uh, the goddess temple, and I met Grail for the first time and, you know, she freaked out that I was Scottish. <laughs> and she was like, I feel like a UK family for her, like, mm-hmm. it's like instant, just like, poof, come here. Because mm-hmm. she spent so much time in Avalon, in, in, in the Holy Isle, in, in Glastonbury, in England. And, um, you know, there's a, there's an essence of, of our um, people back mm-hmm. home 
that she deeply resonates with because what she has brought to Ashland from Shasta, from the UK. Um, so Grail's just tiny bit about Grail's journey. She lived in Avalon for many, many, many years and, and trained as a priestess in the Holy Isles. And for any of our listeners that don't um, aren't aware of Avalon, of, of Glastonbury, it is the... Um, one of the two places on the world where the Michael ley line and the Magda ley line cross, the Michael and the Mary uh, ley line. And there is a meeting point, a focal point, a vortex, as many of us call them, mm. um, in this place in the British Isles, very close to Stonehenge and Avebury stone circles, and um, is a huge place of pilgrimage for our pagan, priestess, druidic uh, culture in the UK. The twin sister of Avalon is Mount Shasta. And mm. the, Mount Shasta is the second place of the only two places where the Michael ley line and the Mary ley line cross oh, on I the earth. I didn't even know that. So there's a deep portal, an etheric portal between Avalon and Mount Shasta. Wow. And the energies that you experience in both places are... Yeah, very um, resonant of Christ consciousness and of mm. the um, our ancient pagan ways. Um, mm. It's a slightly different emanation in Shasta, of course, than in, in, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, what I experienced so deeply was, you know, Grail had carried this medicine from Avalon back to, to Shasta. And she had this dream of and all these visions of creating a goddess temple in Shasta and bringing that medicine of the UK, of the priestess path, of the feminine way of the Druid, um, the feminine way of the pagan uh, way of sacred living, mm. brought that to, to Shasta and then eventually she moved to Ashland and brought the goddess temple there. Right. Um, and when I f- stepped foot on that land, um, everything all just suddenly made sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and being embraced by Grail in that way, um, there was a deep homecoming that I experienced. Um, I'd been, you know, deep in my yogic studies and deep on the Kirtan path. And I was kind of on the edge of a lot of medicine circles, but I had a lot of actually judgment and fear around around medicine, especially, um, you know, from medicines from the jungle and, and the... The darkness that goes on in white white medicine communities. Mm-hmm. I had seen a lot from the outside and gone, I think that's not really for me. Mm-hmm. And when I found Grail and I um, and the goddess temple and heard about her priestess training, it was just like an instant, like mm. a need to be there. Um, and what I experienced in that first initiation, um, which is the first time that I took vows to the goddess. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Grail holds trainings um, multiple times throughout the year and the two that I have studied in have been at Samhain, which is the um, the origin of Halloween, actually. Um, Samhain is the, is the cross quarter between the fall equinox and the winter solstice. So it's really deemed in the pagan lineage uh, in, in our Celtic ways as the beginning of winter. And it's the the portal, the doorway, the initiation into the winter mm-hmm. void. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it's often the place where we commune with the ancestors and with the dark and with Hecate, the goddess of the underworld, to call upon strength, 
to be able to survive the winter. Mm. Um, and so being in that deep portal with, uh, I think the Samhain, it was 11 days and 11 priestesses. Mm. Um, and we, yeah, we journeyed deep into both the etheric realm of priestessing, the, you know, the spiritual energetic realm of priestessing. And what I love so much about Grail's um, trainings are they're also deeply practical. Mm -hmm. She teaches mm. you really the art of chop wood carry water. Mm. And so over, you know, this is a, this is 11 days over the span of Halloween of Samhain. So it was cold and we mm. were all outside in tents. There was many mornings where Grail would wake up, we'd all wake up and gather in the morning and she would say, we, we've made it through the night. And that was not always the case for our ancestors in the winter. Mm. You know, this essence of like, wow, we actually all made it through the night. Wow. And um, mm. she and this training and the group of us really ignited this remembrance in me. And that is so much of what her transmission is all about. Mm. She holds the space for us to remember. Mm. Um, and what I experienced in that first initiation um, with her was this deep remembrance of my many, many, many past lives as a priestess of death. Um, and being in that death portal uh, over Samhain made me come online to all of these places in my life where I hadn't honoured the death of myself, the death of my childhood, you know, these thresholds that we go through as a human and especially as a woman, you know, when your blood comes, you that's the death of your little girl that's mm. the death of your child and then so when we don't honor those thresholds we're bringing that uh non-grieved we have we ungrieved um aspect of ourself into our life and then it's like almost this build up like all of these open tabs of our life <laughs> that aren't being dealt with wow. and what i experienced in that 11 days with those in that in that initiation was all of the death that I hadn't acknowledged came online and wow. it was a deep death portal. There was um, some really strong ceremonies of, of uh, what our Irish ancestors called keening, the art of keening, um, which is a ancient tradition where if there's a death in the village, the um, sometimes it would be the woman. Uh, I don't know if that's always the case, um, but from what I've heard, often there's like the keener woman of the village and they would get up onto the hill and they'd wail mm. for days and days and they are being the channels for the grief of the community and they wail the grief out back into the spirit realm um, so that the village doesn't have to carry that grief. And that is like a constant presence after the death of a community member mm. so that every single member of that community is honouring that death mm. in the full grief of it, mm. in the full sadness of it. Mm. And I think that we've lost that in our culture, this honouring of grief. Mm -hmm. And I know there's many, many incredible grief tenders popping up all over the world yeah. now, yeah. holding that pillar to say, look, we've lost babies. We've lost family members. We've lost even the grieving of our culture, of our roots. Like these are things that mm -hmm. so badly need to be keen for. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> 
And so I would say that is that kind of sums up that first initiation with Grail. <laughs> and for any of my priestess sisters listening to this, like, well, deeply, I think we'll all resonate with that. That was like the initiation into keening, into death and into grief. Um, and then I spent that whole winter then here in, I was living out in Williams and, um, yeah, it was a, it was a dark winter. I feel like that energy kind of carried on into, into, um, Mm -hmm. into that kind of search for belonging. I so badly wanted to live in Williams and I was like, come on, like universe, just like, but I've always heard that like Williams either like sucks you in or spits you out. I mean, when I moved there, it was like literally, bam, boom. Mm. And I had a place. Mm. It was epic. It was amazing. And then like, then it tossed me out when I was done with, when we were done with each other. It's like, all right, you got to go. Yeah. You got this other thing in your life and mission. Yeah. It's definitely one of those places. (laughs) Totally. So yeah, I was like definitely in the kind of like grasping. (laughs) Like, please let me belong here. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then, so the winter went and then. Beltane came um and so to speak a little bit about Beltane which is the energy that we're mm-hmm. in right now yeah. um Beltane is the cross quarter between uh spring equinox and the summer solstice mm. and it is the complete polar of <laughs> Samhain where right. we are celebrating the rebirth we are celebrating life this is the festival of Bridie of Bridget the goddess of fertility mm-hmm. and so this is a really potent time to be um, both planting seeds within and without, uh, both in our gardens and in our mm. sacred union with ourselves. Mm. Um, and I think that then is the second initiation that I experienced at the Goddess Temple was this mm. sacred union mm. of ma- like this integration of my masculine and my feminine, of this soft, sensual, and also mm. of this like badass, like practical priestess is what grail calls us you know like chopping wood getting shit done cooking amazing food picking the nettles all the things and then there was like this letting go of that masculine part of myself which has been very dominant in my life to this like deep surrender into the sensuality of life and i think that's something that we're all celebrating so much at beltane is this like celebration of sacred fertility the celebration Mm. of sexuality not being a shameful thing you know and grail holds that so strong as well Mm. you know and we're all you know the 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 ritual of beltane um one of the prominent rituals is the carrying of the maypole which is representative of the lingam of the sacred penis of life carrying Mm. through the field and is is um given to the earth where we have made a sacred vulva a yoni in the earth where we give offerings and prayers and flowers milk and honey and we're celebrating that this ancient like uh it's not even a practice it's an ancient way of life of Mm -hmm. the union of lingam and yoni Mm -hmm. like penis and vagina we are honoring that at this time of year and our ancestors have been doing this for thousands of years um and we see it all around in nature happening every Mm. single day and there's no shame of the dragonflies making love on the twig of the branch and i feel like that was the the initiation that i received 
at Beltane was like, wait, us all mm. of a, as a community are like carrying this massive penis across the field <laughs> and putting it into this yoni portal in the ground and everyone is like rejoicing in that and there's no shame and this is a part of life and we honor that you know and i think that just like you brought up before like our community is in such a um reconfiguration of how we view sexuality and um i think this ritual is such a potent healing for so many people to realize that there really needs to be no shame and I think in a lot even in a lot of ceremonies in a lot of spiritual um practices throughout the world there's still an element of of sexuality being shamed you know Mm -hmm. of like that's not appropriate here this is ceremony that's not appropriate energy for ceremony you know and actually we are literally in ceremony celebrating sexuality. The May King and Queen go into the Willow Hut and make love while we all pray around the fire. Like that is true embodiment of sacred union, of, of sacred sexuality. Um, and I guess this is like tangented from my own personal initiation now <laughs> to the initiation of the collective mm-hmm. and this isn't the initiation that we're experiencing mm-hmm. as a collective right now is so many things are coming to light about misconduct with sexual energy and mm-hmm. so many of the men are starting to really get on their knees and say okay mm-hmm. i need to learn mm-hmm. like and the women too like it's not just about the men healing like mm-hmm. we are also doing our own deep inner work and i think together we are seeing such a shift in how we relate as men and women and how mm. the sacred masculine and the sacred feminine are transmuting all of the trauma that mm. we've been through as, you know, opposite genders. Um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you. Branches going mm. off. Yeah, that was, yeah. I love that. That was a really good one. Really weaving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. weaving together um, I think there's something to that as as, uh, as um, sort of like a, a, a I guess an artist or, or create creative being that I've noticed and you can probably relate to is like your journey individually um, is medicine not only for yourself but also for the collective. Exactly. And it's also a reflection of the medicine that the collective's going through at a certain time. Mm. Right. So some so so I see how that that's like just already in the conversation, that awareness that you experienced weaving mm. to how that's showing up right now. Right. Right. Cause this was it last year, Beltane, that you were at? Two um, years ago. Two years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Boom. So and yeah. you're landing now and Yeah. Yeah. Or something special to yeah just in uh, time for Beltane again right yeah well I guess that was like a big intention of me returning was like yeah picking up in the in, in this energy of like I planted all of those seeds like two years ago mm-hmm. and went through like definitely a couple of like pretty big life death rebirth cycles coming home and I feel especially after this winter that I just went through um again like on another like aspect of initiation like the initiation of relationship i feel needs to be brought into the conversation like the initiation of (laughs) (laughs) 
totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like all of the all of the uh, tools I gained as a priestess, um, and this comes back to I guess how I described initiation in the first place was mm-hmm. like it all gets put to the test when you're in a toxic relationship, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or even just in a difficult relationship, you mm-hmm. know, in a chat in something that really challenges you because when you come face to face with someone that's like mirroring all of your shadow, like mirroring all of the parts of you that you really never wanted to see, the parts of you that even your sisters like aren't reflecting back to you, you know, Mm. Um, which is like, there's only so much that a sisterhood or a community can show you. And then you get into a relationship and it Mm. is, yeah, I feel like so many of us um, are, can either be rebirthed or broken by um, certain relationships and um, yeah I feel the path of the priestess has given me so many tools to navigate those real times of darkness like we were talking about with the grieving and and, and that energy of Samhain um, and I think yeah coming into a relationship where there was a lot of um, there was a lot of complicated entanglement um seeing all of the parts of myself that had like started to be healed through these initiations at the goddess temple were like all put then to the test Mm -hmm. in the relationship and this like ceremony of life you know which is often relating like this is the thing that we deal with on a daily basis like every single moment of our day it's about relationship whether it be with ourselves whether it be with our family, whether it be with our friends or our lovers, you know? Mm. Um, and yeah, I feel like the the real shift, that final like tearing off of the shit, like um, came from actually from this relationship and this like rebirth through the falling in love and then the chaos and then the, oh God, this is horrible. Then the stepping out, like crawling back out of that hole in um, recognition that actually I am the only person that can truly love myself. Mm. And that like sacred union comes from, we love ourselves and you're just this beautiful, like extra layer of that, you know? Um, and I think so many of us get caught in the, like, I need the other. But actually, like, nature reflects that too. Like, the tree is still the tree and the sun shines down. They two coexist together and neither one can live without each other. But the tree is still the tree, you know, and the tree still goes on even when the sun doesn't shine, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is, like, one of the really strong lessons that's come from this past couple years is yeah the relationship with self Mm. yeah yeah Mm. Mm. yeah Yeah. Yeah, we're we're just deeply grateful for you know everything that you brought through it's been Mm. so potent you know it's like and i feel like yeah it's really it's really uh um, poignant at this time to be speaking to initiation, mm-hmm. to be speaking to belonging, um, yeah. 
you know, our, uh, our creativity, how we relate to one another, how we relate mm-hmm. to ourselves, right? That first relationship, that first, um, beloved and, um, what, what that journey that, um, that effort, you know, that it takes to continue to say yes, to continue to lean in mm-hmm. to, to becoming, to our own becoming, to our own unraveling. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're saying, you know, like there's those moments where, you know, you get the Instagram and someone sees like, oh, you're glowing, you're shining, then it's like, but like, you know, who knows where you were at the, the night before that, you know, it might have been like just falling the whole of the thing. Right, yeah. right. Because sometimes it is that those, those, those uh, deep, um, you know, the, the polarity of grief and joy, you know, are one tether. Right, and so it is like those deep moments of intense emotional experiences often lead to like the Mm -hmm. greatest creative breakthroughs and spiritual breakthroughs. Yeah. um, Mm. So I would I was curious if you had a little song. Yeah, a little song or last uh, one. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Mm, so I guess I just want to share, <sighs> I guess, the beauty of allowing yourself to be cracked open. Um, and this song, you know, speaking of relationship, this song came through after um, heartbreak, basically. And um, that sometimes it's worth it to, to have your heart broken. It's worth it to go there in those deep moments of initiation to allow... A deeper spectrum of love and of of feeling of experience of this life to come through. So that's what this song's about. It's called Crack Me Up. Ah uh... 
our hearts and I will love again over and over Yes, I'll feel everything cause that's life Ooh, that's love So crack me wide open Oh, break, oh, break my Crack me open at the core so I can feel your love and your beauty once more. And if that takes heartbreak and if that takes pain, oh, I will be through sun and rain. Oh, crack me open, crack me open at the core. Oh, let me feel it all. Hear me roar as I open myself. <laughs> Thank you so much, Myron. Wow. Yeah. Right really, on topic. Right. <laughs> really feeling that the warrior, the nature of, of mm. that, the courage that it mm. takes to keep showing up, mm. right? Keep showing up for our devotions, our creativity, our mm -hmm. relationships, all that it really takes that. To receive that medicine. Yeah. Mm. Like really get in there and keep walking towards the sacred fire, you know, even though yeah. there might be sticks in the way or like a coal that popped out or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. And, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So some words of wisdom, beautiful one. Mm. 
I think um, from the essence of this conversation, I think I just want to bring in that piece of um, no matter like where you're at in your journey, that there will always be moments of cracking, cracking open. There will always be moments of being on your knees and having to find that strength within yourself to to keep going and it's i think it's the life life is not made up by how well we stayed centered but how well we found ourselves after being knocked off center mm. you know how mm. how we make that um how we make that rebirth um how beautiful we can really embody the rebirth um mm and come come back after um after initiation after hardship and whether it was beautiful or not i guess it's the integration that really counts you know mm-hmm. and so bringing in that piece of like the sacred integration of this conversation of <laughs> of life of initiation and of ceremony um that like i guess i want to just bring in a deep prayer for all of our integration as a collective from the trauma of the last thousand years that we can all integrate that with love and peace and that we can find integration through our journey of belonging belonging to land belonging to community belonging to ourselves and belonging to our ancestors and um yeah just holding that pillar that we can always call upon whatever we feel belonging to to help us through the integration of life. Mm. Yeah. It's beautiful. So yeah, now that you know, here we are at this part of the part of the, part of the episode where you could say myrid. <laughs> where can people listen to you or maybe if they're blessed and you're in their area where can they you know you have a, you have a mm. tour coming up a little bit a little and bit. like mm-hmm. maybe some songs releasing soon yeah. things like that what's going on yeah. in your uh, you know where can people plug in and yeah. you know, adventure with you well if you want to connect and find out about all the general things coming up um, uh, it's Bonnie Medicine is my artist name on uh Instagram is where I post most of the stuff um, and that's B-O-N-N-I-E medicine um, and yeah I've got a bit of a UK tour I guess coming up um, <laughs> it'll be a, a kind of disjointed tour because I'm also deeply committed to working the land um, this summer and in my life in general and so I'll be kind of playing shows and coming coming back to the land that I live on in Wales mm-hmm. um, but I've got a bunch of festivals and different gigs lined up for this summer I know my next show is in Scotland on the 4th of June um, it'll be a really intimate uh, music ceremony with my beautiful sister Mango Lassie mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then a bunch of other festivals this summer there's a um, uh poster with all of the dates um that you can find on my instagram so nice, um 
yeah, and then uh, I just finished recording my second album. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we're in uh, post production right now in the single um, Vientos de Cambio, which we'll play in a, in a minute. Um, that one will become uh, that one just came out on Lunar Beltane, so that's available now yeah. on Bandcamp, uh, Bonnie Medicine, um, and yeah, you can also find me on YouTube at Bonnie Medicine. I've got some really fun music videos in the lime, mm. in the woodwork uh, coming out this summer and um, yeah yeah and uh, also if you want to personally get in touch to find out about ceremonies as well in the UK um, that's a really integral part of my work so I'll be playing many ceremonies throughout the UK this summer Beautiful. Uh, throughout the year mm-hmm. so if you want to get in touch about that work as well um, please feel free to reach out yeah such a pleasure <laughs> so look out look out for Bonnie Medicine yeah. expanding growing <laughs> UK to USA <laughs> yeah. pretty soon who knows how far else yeah. <laughs> exciting exciting yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. cool well uh, yeah, maybe send it out with a prayer send it out with a prayer mm. and then uh Get to hear that single. Then we have to hear the Yeah. Oh, great spirit. creator of all great mystery, beautiful, blessed, beloved, bringer of life and light. Oh, to the holy, blessed, beloved, benevolent dragons of light that work only with the light, holy raven people, and how to each and every one of the healthy and well, benevolent and well-wishing, well-intended, holy guides and allies, ancestors, spirits that work in each and ev- with each and every one of us that have been a part of this conversation here, you know, this side of the mic and the other one. As we all weave together in our lives and our experiences through time and space. And yeah, I just wanted to really call in, you know, support for all of us, you know, that uh, those of us who are going through initiations at this time, that uh, y'all can, y'all helpers and allies, you can come in here and tap us on the shoulder and remind us of the tools that we carry with us. You know, those, uh, the, those things we've picked up along the way from from our previous initiations and, you know, uh, yeah, just let that reside in our soul and our spirit, you know, and help us to, to remember that they're there, you know, the ways that we can, you know, respond and show up to the initiation that we're moving through. And those of us that are uh, coming out of initiations, just pray for a really, you know, really gentle, easeful and complete, full integration of these initiations into our lives and for some, you know, maybe y'all can clear the way a little bit for us to be able to really truly bring the energy and this other side of the initiation portal, like into all aspects of our lives and our families and our communities and our, our work and our play and our prayer and our offerings. And, uh, yeah, and a prayer for those of us that are looking 
for that, you know, that are craving that, that feel the need for the initiations into other places and other realms and, you know, deeper, deeperness in their, in our own journeys. Um, yeah, I pray that, uh, we can find that, you know, that we can, uh, connect with that, that relative, or we can connect with that experience, or we can recognize and be aware that we're already in an initiation or however it needs to go about so that we can, those of us that need that initiation experience in our life at this time, that they can really, uh, that we can really uh, align with it in a way that's really safe and nourishing and nurturing and uh, also just as tough and strong and hard as it needs to be to really help us get through whatever doorway that it's initiating us through, you know, so that it can have all those flavors, you know, particularly and exactly unique to what we need in our initiatory experience, you know, just that right amount of support and just that right amount of shove, you know, and um, yeah, and that we can all just remember that uh, as we go through these initiations in our lives that um, it's really an opportunity to, um, to remember, like, all that we've learned. It's an opportunity to remember who we are to discover who we are and uh, and just to remember that uh, it's happening because creation is making a way for us to become who we're here to be. So yeah, just praying that we can keep that in mind when we're going through those really brutal initiations, you know, or those just really way over the top where we don't even know what's going on. Just remembering that like we're going through this as an opportunity to get a deeper understanding of who we are and why we're here and how we can bring who and what we are to the here and now and into the future to help all, all, all the relatives, you know, from now into, you know, into the future. So yeah, I just want to put some prayers down that like that for us and that, uh, you know, prayers that whatever aspects of this, this, uh, podcast this discussion here that are for each of us that we get to carry those home with us carry them into our heart carry them into our experiences bring them to our altars bring them to our conversations and our prayers and our medicine bundles and that which is not for us that you know we can just leave it here you know leave it here in the conversation um and maybe we'll come back to this conversation again and it'll be for us that time but uh, just yeah, just praying that we can all take just exactly what's here for us, you know, that's going to help us out in, in our holy, sacred journey of life. And uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you here to all the blessed spirits and the allies and helpers that have been here with us today, helping us to, to talk about this and um, to really bring forth uh, what this moment needs and all of y'all, helping y'all to listen and receive and be a part of this conversation through your thoughts and your 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 beacons of, of, of curiosity that we're able to receive on this end. And, you know, I just want to pray for some blessings for Sister Myra here, Bonnie Medicine and her journey and her continual flows and waves of initiation and growth and activation on her sacred journey of life and medicine and just, you know, really grateful for all the support that she's had in her life and her guides and just being able to witness how her, like, this beautiful blossoming and unfolding and, yeah, really praying that we can all see that in our all of our lives and with our relatives around us as we go through our initiations, we can really see and feel that change and that shift that happens, you know, so, uh, yeah, 
Just mm. so much gratitude um, for uh, Brother Luis here. You know, blessings on his life and blessings to all of y'all and blessings to myself too. You know, because mm. we also got to take care of ourselves. And so, yeah, blessings, love, gratitude. Thank you so much all the beautiful ones that helped us here today and helped mm -hmm. us in their lives. Mm -hmm. I offer these <sighs> prayers here in a field of consent that uh, they only land where there is consent and open of the openness to receive them. Mm -hmm. Oh, Cambio, cambiando, me viene. 
viento está cambio, cambiándome. Viento está cambio, cambiándome. Viento está cambio, cambiándome.
So